Blog Talk Radio. Reach the audience. Pull up right there. You got it. Renegade. Why? Radio. I am Old Head and New Jack, swinging on the serious B-star of Sepidette. Street minister and priestess, new African hippie juju woman I am. We're in that sh- Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that one keeps ending up on the start of the show. <laughs> I set it up for one thing and it turns out to be another. Hey, this is Jesse Ann Nichols George. You are listening to Code Connection. And we're going to get going here with just a little intro. And then we're going to jump into our show today, which is Strange Weather and natural disasters. So it's going to be a really interesting show. You're going to want to stay tuned. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Om Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence, I sense your presence, and I am the light within your soul, in the essence of truth and right, love makes the circle whole, and here we stand in line, waiting for some sacred sign, but to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free when I call to Thee, and come on bending knee, surrender to the all-pervading light and love, reflections of the one surrounding me with love, and I sense Your presence, I sense Your presence, I sense Your presence. I sense your presence Within and without Above and below, yeah East, west, north and south I sense your presence Without and within Below and above, yeah, yeah East, west, north and south I sense your presence I sense your presence. My Lord of light and love Everything I find in tune with the divine 
And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And when I call to thee Come on, bend in me Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love For to find the balance is the purpose of this time the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy way of the most high Om Shabbat Shalom I sense Shabbat Shalom, holy angel of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. And thank you for joining me here on Code Connection. My name is Jesse Ann Nichols George, and I'm your hostess today. And the music you were listening to at the beginning of the show is called I Sense Your Presence. That is when we actually got to the song there. <laughs> Today we had a little uh, little extra thing jump in there, which actually comes from um, Queen Mother Amaku's uh, show that she was doing for a while. And uh, it, it was the Wild Woman Renegade uh, clip that we had in there. And that just kind of every now and then just keeps jumping in there. <laughs> But that song was I Sense Your Presence. It's by Shemshai. And uh, you can definitely check out more Shemshai's work, by the way, by going to their website, www.shemshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Or just even connect up with them on Facebook. Um, You know, they're always sharing a lot of things that they're doing and CDs that they have coming out and music that's available. And they're just a really great great, uh, group to follow. I do want to extend a welcome to everybody, whether you're returning because you've listened to the show and you go, hey, this is a really cool show. She's she's delving into some interesting things and enlightening in some interesting ways here. Or, you know, whether you're joining us for the very first time because you go, wow, that looks really interesting. I I wonder what that's about (laughs) today. We do stream live in three additional places, which is Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and Penn, also known as Parent Counters Network. And I welcome everybody listening through those channels 
as well as those that are catching our shows in the archives or through our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, or through my YouTube channel. Now, what I do is during this show, I look at living a more compassionate life by aligning with your personal life code. And sometimes I've got guests on the show, sometimes I'm doing my own show, um, but when I do have guests, it kind of gives you a chance to learn about their work, what they're doing, and what might be an option for your code energy. I also highlight different musical artists along the way, and, uh, and then I address a whole array of different topics, tools, resources, thoughts, and things along the way through code work. Very interesting because for me, codes really share the truth of what's happening. It really gives us that opportunity to, to function with a little bit of foresight with some of the things that we don't really know or understand. And so it allows for this personal exploration. It gives us some greater universal insights. It expands our perception of how life is working. And what I do in my own work is I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life filled with compassion. And I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, which is something that can be catched in archived interviews where other people have interviewed me. I've also authored four books, the most recent being You Need Life Dreams and this companion workbook, and then my first two books, Activating Compassion and this companion workbook. And I'm also a collaborator on a fifth book called Embraced by the Divine, the... Um, Enlightened Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. And in addition, I've created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signing events, and fundraising events. And you can follow all of these different things through my website. That's usually the best place to go. And that is jessieannicholsgeorge1.com. I will be adding some events in summertime, uh, just to give you a heads up. Um, I'm going to be out around the Los Angeles area, and there might be something coming and going between Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and the Los Angeles area. Um, I haven't quite decided where I'm going to put things yet um, and, and where I'm going to work them in. I have to sit down and really look at my own codes <laughs> in that. And, uh, and it's going to be very interesting as I start to build some of the events back up again and to, to focus on those. So you, you're going to want to watch for those. Just a reminder, if you do enjoy the show today, and I'm sure you're going to find this one quite interesting, make certain that you just share it with people. You know, it could be friends or family or Facebook connections or, you know, anybody that you feel inspired to share it with. And oftentimes if you just click that share button and, and you put it out there, there's usually somebody that goes, wow, I was really just talking with somebody about this topic or I really wanted to learn more about it. Thanks for sharing. And, and you don't know, I've had many times it's impacted somebody's life to give them either enlightenment on something or it was something they were working through at the time. So it can really make a difference for somebody. And then they can come in using the same link that you used uh, to get into our live show and listen to their convenience or catch it. Again, as a podcast at iTunes or TuneIn.com through the Main Street Universe Network, and um, and again then on my YouTube channel. So before we get started, those that have listened in before know that I love to delve into a little book called um, The 72 Names of God, Technology for the Soul. It's by Yehuda Burke, who's a ball master. And what I do is every week I flip the page and I come into the next <laughs> the next one that's there in the book. And it always seems to apply. That's the really cool thing is, is whatever it is for the week, it always seems to apply. And this week, 
the common name of God that we have is forget thyself. And the little uh, message he gives at the beginning is that we get in our own way and able to solve our problems on our own without any help from above. Now, this name nudges us aside, allowing the light to come in and do the job. And the insight that he gives for us is, the tree of life refers to the upper world that exists beyond our five senses, an endless dimension filled with light and divine energy. The tree of life is a realm of utter perfection. When we are healed from an illness, the light of healing flows from this realm. When we are financially successful, the force of prosperity derives from this dimension. When a life is created, the life force that sustains all living creatures issues from this idyllic reality. But there's a caveat. And the tree of life will extend a branch down into this world only if there's an intense desire to cling to its branches. Deep yearning summons forth the tree of life. One thing stops us from doing so, and that is ego. We are our own worst enemies. We allow our egos to get in the way of our success. We cling to our own opinion. The more people oppose us, the more entrenched we become in our own ideas. It pains us terribly to let go of long-held views. It's human nature to expand whatever energy is required to prove a point, no matter the cost. As a result, we're seduced in making decisions that gratify the ego but injure the common good. We often reject the ideas of others because they didn't originate in our own clever little mind. And we may even secretly wish for failure, even if we ourselves are damaged by it. If the plan originates from someone who ignored our advice. Now, the meditation Yehuda goes on to give with this is, you are now transcending the limits of yourself so that you cling to the tree of life. Happiness finds you now that the ego is out of the spotlight. You master the art of getting out of your own way, letting go of all stubbornness. You know, this is a really big one, and we're talking about weather patterns today and natural disasters and things like that. And I do want to mention again, the common name for this name of God is Forget Thyself, and the formal name on it is Lamed Hechet, Lamed Hechet. So, you know, when we think about this, and, and, and he's talking about the ego there, this is one of the things that really influences weather. Our emotions, our moods, our thoughts influence our weather, our earth, and what's happening with it. Because how we are being is how the natural universe, the natural earth is going to respond to it. And this is going to be interesting as we delve into this today. Now, I've got a little insight for you to think about before we go on to break, and we're going to delve real deep into our topic, and we're going to have a lot of fun looking at these different pieces and, and you know, maybe pinpointing a few things that we might expect during 2016 with some of these 
extreme weather patterns that we see around. And what does that mean? So a little thought here is, do you ever really stop and think about the weather? Have you ever wondered beyond the scientific explanations what causes a natural disaster? And are you a person that pays attention to which way the wind blows, literally? I've always found the weather and natural disaster patterns that happen in the world quite interesting. Even as a a small child, I would look to the skies often and see what was blowing through, what they looked like. You know, what what do those clouds look like? What do the skies look like? And I have almost always wanted to know what direction the wind is blowing from. As I developed in life and got a little older, I actively engaged in my spiritual studies on a conscious level. As part of this, I was taught to look at the plants, the elements, the directions, and yes, which way the wind blew. Perhaps at that time I was taught from a more lore or old wives' tales perspective. But as I deepened my studies and understanding, I realized that the weather, the forces of nature, and yes, which way the winds blow, were powerful ways that the universe and earth were connecting and communicating with us. Now, most people don't pay much attention. Now, while you may have some farmers that use the farmer's almanac, to guide them, and that may provide insight on some of this. There's so much more. And in my work of integrating things as a code interpreter, I have come to realize that these are not just general guides for us to work from, but real and genuine messages. And I have learned that even with heart at play, which brings in a whole other dimension to the messages of our weather messages, that this is how the earth is communicating with us. Now, keep in mind that all the world and universe is operating on a non-judgmental cause and effect flow that is basically based on numbers and signs or symbols. And as humans, we see this visually. And it is that visual that shows us the energy pattern that is active. For example, it is not right or wrong that it rains or is sunny. It is just honoring different needs and sharing with us information on the natural flow of being in the world at a given time. And also, this is always balancing. Even on the earth itself, there are two hemispheres that are balancing, winter in the United States, the summer in Australia. So nature always has all things at once, they in balance, in its own way. However, Weather patterns and natural disasters are extreme, and they are the signs that things are out of balance. Now, while we can easily jump to blaming harp for such things, the reality of it is that we as humans are operating out of balance, and the universe is trying to show us that. Weather in particular is tied to our thoughts first and then our emotions. And why? because most weather and natural disaster patterns require the element of air to be active. Even tidal waves are brought forth from stronger wind patterns that move the water more forcefully. And the element of the air is tied to our thinking area. While water-related things, which often join in with the air element, become added. However, 
there's always the concept that our thoughts are stimulated by our feelings too. So no need to go into a big old spiral about all this, <laughs> you know, for they're often going hand in hand as masculine and feminine principles that are out of alignment. So these weather patterns can even be something as simple as showing us that our thoughts are affecting our emotions or vice versa. And the pressure, the worry, the turbulence that we experience as humans is an inner relationship with our atmosphere. Now, I won't go too much into that now. I want to save that for future posts that's going to come up. And However, the weather and natural disaster patterns are the universe communicating with us as far as what needs to be done is going to be my focus right now. And heart, actually, ironically, isn't a major player in this because with or without heart, the weather pattern or natural disaster is sharing with us important insights and requests of what needs to be done. So let's take a look, for example, at the increase of just weather extremes. The codes of weather extremes tell us that we are trying to play naive, that people are appearing to be innocent while they are weaving in and out of opposing circles of people. It warns us that we are playing dangerous games, deceiving ourselves into believing that we will get away with something, risking that at any time we will be in danger that we cannot get out of. Big thing to think about. And when we look at the codes of record high temperatures out of season, we are getting a message of revolutionary energy, a people that will not be favorable for us. And the balancing of this is that record low temperatures out of season, which indicates to us that we are operating under great wisdom that can lead us in a favorable direction. Now, it shows us that the choice is ours. We have two outcomes at hand, and it is the time for us to make the adjustments needed. As we pull ourselves out of our own strife or suffering, we will also see the natural disasters settle down and weather patterns come into balance. With each person that chooses to live from compassion, the more evident this will become in our world. Have you noticed how the weather shifts depending on your own thoughts and moods? And have you noticed that there are more extremes in weather where people engage in more fighting or war? And how much have you noticed what type of natural disasters have been happening and where in the world have they been happening? And what is happening in that place? It's a lot to think about. So we're going to have a lot of fun, as you can see, <laughs> delving into some of this today and delving into some of these various patterns. And I do want to give a little of the code insight, by the way, for this week. And both the code insight as well as Yehuda's message for the week, I want to mention, are on my page of Main Street Universe tab on my website. You can always go back and reflect on these during the week. And uh, you can always link up to the post here too, our thought for the week in here. So all of those things can be found from my website, Jessianne the number one dot com. So the code energy for this week is about surrendering to what is beyond your control. This is a week where what doesn't seem possible becomes possible. It is a time of strange happenings that will extend beyond physical explanation or so-called 
normal reasoning. And this is a week where it will be important to take things slow, keep things open and flexible, work on the side of caution. And this time is best for internal processes and not for being out in the world or in majorly crowded spaces. It is not the week for taking big risks. However, when we walk in divine light and get centered within, we are able to experience the miracles of this time. Make certain that you treat everyone with the love as if it could be the last time you see them. But this is a practice that truly benefits us and holds us in a space of love and compassion. Whether it is the last time or whether you have a million more days or years with them, it is wise to experience life with the perspective that all you have is this moment. As we live in this insight, we remove danger from their sphere. We create moment after moment of being filled in divine light. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I will be sharing with you the codes of weather patterns and natural disasters. What is the earth and universe trying to get through to us through these means? And today, the song that I've got for you during our break is called Too Many Broken Houses. It is by Claire Hedin. And if you'd like to check out more of Claire's work, you can certainly do so. And uh, you can do that at her website, www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Too many people wandering 
This is Jesse Ann Nichols George, and we are here on Code Connection, which is what you're listening to. And today we're looking at strange weather and natural disasters. And what are things code as? What are they? <laughs> what are they telling us this year? You know, what do we need to know about? And, you know, it's always interesting because I think a lot of people, they look at the weather and they think, oh, that's that's not anything we really have control over. And you missed the first half, the, the, not the first half, but the first part of the show. You'll, you'll realize that part of what I was saying was that really we do have a lot of influence and our choices and 
how we are being as a collective in a certain region or a certain place or um, you know a certain town or things like that can make us more prone or less prone to having natural disasters. Um, if we look at the way our world has grown and evolved and and as we place more of an emphasis on material things. I mean, we have, of course, multiple pieces that are involved from, you know, tearing down different areas and, you know, using our natural resources for materialistic purposes and, and things like that. Um, but also, when we put a greater focus on that, we step away from divine connection. At the same time, we choose not to be um, strongly connected and, and conscious and, and working with that. And so when that happens, naturally we start to get rebellion, if you want to say that, in the world. Um, the, the, the world around us, our vision, whether you want to call it an illusion or a dream or uh, reality, <laughs> whatever it is for you, uh, then starts to show us and reflect back because we know we have this law of cause and effect and law of reflection and things like that. So it starts speaking in its language, which is signs and symbols. And one of those sets of signs and symbols are weather patterns and natural disasters. And when we see these things happening in the world, it's really the universe, it's really the earth that's communicating with us saying, hey, hello, wake up, I need you to pay attention to this. And, and you weren't doing it on your own, so now I've, got to, now I've got to do something really dramatic to catch your attention, right? It's kind of like when you ignore that need for a little extra rest and you have a little sniffle going and it's coming up on spring and allergy season is there and you start to get sick. And, and you go, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'll be fine but then you don't make any changes and the next thing you know, you're laid out sick for several days, right? And it's that same sort of thing that, you know, your body finally has to make you sick <laughs> before you stop and rest. Well, weather works in that same kind of pattern. Our natural disasters is simply a means of communicating and it's letting us know okay, this is where we need to bring something into balance, especially when we start talking about extreme things. Now, I know there's a huge uproar with, you know, HARP. And HARP, of course, is something that originally was developed as a research project, <laughs> and then it became something that became more of a defense uh, tool originally, and, you know, unfortunately, HARP has been misused along the way to, um, you know, shall we say, um, create a lot of power for power purposes, for power play along the way. So, you know, it started off as this research to say, hey, maybe we could buffer some of the storm and protect people and keep people safely. Well, you know, that, that hasn't been the case. And, and HARP, of course, stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. So 
you know, it started off that way. Is it really being used that way now? Well, that's, that's definitely a debate <laughs> that we could probably run a whole show on just in that alone. But we won't we won't deal with that too much. Um, when we start to look at this, and when we look at HARP in relation to this particular year, when we start talking about 2016 and how does HARP play in? Because we know that we've seen a lot of stuff where it's been misused along the way, and it's created some of these extremes in a sense. But one of the big messages when we look at code language from heart in 2016 is about responsibility. When we see heart at play along the way, you know, should that come up, what it's really telling us is we need to buckle down a little bit. We need to start looking at who our alliances are, and we need to start thinking a little more independently stepping away from the programming. Isn't this an interesting piece? Because there's been so much that's been programmed throughout history and time and through television and media and all these different things. And we're always hearing about programming, programming, programming that's going on and our heads. Well, you know, really a lot of programming can, can create a lot of confusion for us along the way. And so when we look at that, and I was just actually going to take a quick look at really what programming was, just to give you an idea <laughs> in here briefly. Uh, let's see here. We go. So, yeah, programming, when we talk about programming and stepping away from programming, it's really, really one of those pieces that are, are saying you kind of need to make some big choices here. And... You need to step away from the material in order to find the real and authentic self. You need to have a little more time alone. Well, when we start to bring this in and we talk about this responsibility piece, a lot of times we have been so embedded with things from the outside world and that has fed into things going awry, things becoming disaster situations. And this is one of those things where we could very easily see in 2016 HARP going awry in some ways. Now, in some ways, it could create some great partnerships and bring things, people together, which they tend to do under natural disasters. But it also, the pieces that do go awry this year, the pieces that, that do create havoc from this this year, are actually going to come about from misuse, like bad advice. So the use of it is actually going to come through from bad advice, if that makes sense. It would be like, uh, you know, trying to learn how to use a vehicle, and somebody says, oh, the best way to use a vehicle is to go out and drive it 250 miles per hour. <laughs> and then you try to do that, and then you end up in an accident, Right. So that's kind of where we're at with HARP this year. And what it's, what it's got to make us do is to stop and reconsider and not be in fear by what can be done with that, but to stop, step back, walk away from the programming, take some time for ourselves, and then open up 
and start to really make some of your own decisions. Am I on track? Am I operating responsibly in our life? Now, the more of us that step up and operate through our own independent decisions, through finding our own discoveries, making up our own mind, um, learning how to function on our own, um, staying out of debt, paying off debt, things like this, the less effect HARP will have and the more that we'll be able to go back to learning from it um, and, and the more we can take the power crunch out of it, so to say, um, and, and remove some of that energy from it. Because everything's energy. So if we're operating in a very materialistic way in the world, let's say, then everything is going to come up to start to remove spirit. When we shift and we move more towards spirit, then it's not necessarily that the material is destroyed, but we don't have the material controlling us. We don't feel like, oh, my gosh, I've got to run out and get you know, that $250 pair of tennis shoes, or I've got to run out and get this because my neighbors have that, or I've got to get the, the $800 barbecue this year instead of the $400 barbecue, or whatever it is for you. Um, you know, or it's about I don't need to get something if I have to put it on a credit card to get it, for example. If I've got the resources in hand and it's abundance and I have plenty of resources to take care of anything that might come up unexpectedly, fine, you've got some extra money, fine. Um, so this is the area that we're stepping into. And we already know, if you've listened to my past shows, say like on 2016, that I did at the very end of 2000, uh, the year um, in December, then you'll realize I talked a lot about this, these various pieces coming up. And we, we have talked about strange accident and fatality energy that's here. And so when we start looking at weather patterns and natural disasters, we can definitely experience uh, some of those fatalities coming up. And what's interesting as we look at this, and I'm going to get into it as well, is that there is a lot that's happening that we don't always even think of in the realm of natural disasters. So we're gonna we're gonna take a look at that a little bit too. So the the interesting pieces on this as we start to look at that, and I don't want to dwell on the heart thing because it's really a small piece of things. When it comes down to it, however the weather turns with or without harp involved, um, these extremes, these different things that we see pop up at different places around the world is, again, it's really telling us how do we need to create a balance? What action do we need to be taking? Are we on target with something? Are we not on target with something? Uh, because as we know, you know, fire, for example, could be beneficial in the sense that it can bring some renewal to an area. Um, it can replenish some of the nutrients in the earth, which is part of how nature renews herself. But when that fire gets out of hand and we start talking about major wildfires and things like that, now, you know, it's like it's kind of the difference between, hey, showing a little bit of emotion, um, you know, can let somebody know you really care 
But when that emotion goes on overdrive <laughs> and, you know, it's just dramatic, then, you know, it's too much emotion. We we got something more going on that we need to pay attention to there. So it's the same sort of thing when we talk about the weather. Now, when we look at the close of weather, just weather on its own by nature, you know, by its own personal nature, weather shares with us a lot about contradiction. It is an aspect that tells us, you know, what is getting ready to happen in the future. It is um, it is the symbology for um, uh, sharing with us where there might be opposition or competition or uh, where there's deception or trust uh, that could be an issue. Um, and it's also showing us what can be taken away from us unless we provide for the future. And it's showing us where we need to, to make a fresh new start. So that's just weather in general. Now, when we look at, and, and if we look at uh, weather for 2016, you know, overall, weather in 2016 is going to really be about the partnership aspect. Um, we're actually going to see a lot of people come together as a result of what happens with our weather, which is kind of promising, really, in a way. It's going to show us who we can trust as opposed to just who's been deceiving us, right? We've dealt a lot with the deception factor um, over the years. So that's, that's going to be an interesting piece. And when we look at that piece, we are um, – then going to be be delving into also this can bring people together like soulmate uh, type relationships, twin flame relationships may come together as a result of things that happen in the weather in 2016 in particular. Now, natural disasters, we have we have two big key pieces, which is you got to learn how to think for yourself. You need to learn to develop that independence. And you need to really carefully consider the choices that you're making. In addition to that, then we also have the warning with natural disasters that we might be living a little much in what we call that fool's paradise, right? It causes us to awaken up a little bit. Um, this is where we... Um, you know, really have to pay attention to what we're doing. This is the person that maybe they have so much, they, they operate so much on the faith side that they never take practical action. For example, a person that would operate that way would go out and stand in the path of this tornado and expect to be, you know, provided for and saved, <laughs> basically, as opposed to saying, hey, there's a tornado coming, maybe I should take some shelter. Uh, so, you know, those are two big components with natural disasters. So a lot of the natural disaster energy is really about saying, hey, this is a big checkpoint. You need to kind of come into what's happening in this realm. It's all great to be up on the higher realms, and it's all great to be living in divine energy. But you're also living here in this earth realm right now, and the earth realm doesn't function exactly that same way. It's a parallel in some ways, but... We don't have 
some of the invincibility <laughs> in the human body on earth that we have in those higher realms. So we have to take that into consideration. And when that comes together, what we find is, you know, if it's an isolated natural disaster, that's kind of an interesting piece because an isolated natural disaster is um, it's like the promise of divine energy coming in. Um, it's the divine energy at hand. It's creativity. It's promising that there is fortune that's going to be brought into that area, and it took something major in order to, you know, as we say, tear down in order to get the fresh new start that's going to be the blessing. Now, when we look at natural disasters, plural, in that plural sense, we now have natural disasters shifting its focus and its meaning to being about introspection. It, it, it then becomes about isolation in some ways. But the biggest thing that it is is about being able to set aside material possession by choice. So if we're setting things aside by choice, then we don't need a natural disaster to come in and wipe us out, right? That's kind of the message that is saying when we see these multiple natural disasters happening. If we're not allowing ourselves to be ruled by the material world or to be ruled by possessions or to be swayed that we have to live in debt or that we have to have this high cost or this fancy lifestyle or things like this, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. It's when we get ruled by it and we let that take control of our lives. And, and many people deceive themselves on this one because they think, oh, I could give that up at any time. I could give that up at any time. And they're living in these kind of greedy, excessive spaces, even though they don't feel like it. You know, they feel like, okay, well, the average car is $60,000 or $40,000, and that's not excessive. You know, in our world as a general rule of thumb, let's say. But in reality, do we really need to be spending $40,000 or $60,000 on a car, for example? Or, you know, there's just a lot of varieties. We forget how many comforts we really do have. So the natural disasters energy is really trying to get us to come back, get focused on our core true divine self. That's what it's trying to get us focused on. Look at what's important outside of these material things. Look at what's important outside of that. Where is your connection? Are you really placing your connection with divine presence as a number one focus? Big thing happens with that. Now, when we look at natural disasters in this year, 20, uh, 2016, we have a couple of components going on. Um, we have... You know, again, we're gonna we're gonna see that mixed energy of divine showing that it's still in control and where it is going to be in control and where it's going to to build up. If it happened to be isolated, most likely we've been seeing multiple ones. So we're working on the plural level. Now, when we work on the plural level again, it's going to re-accentuate that. You know, we can come into power. It's going to re-accentuate some of these aspects of you've got to get introspective. And it's such a big thing this year. This year is really about regrouping. It's really about going within and reconnecting this year. 
So when you start to see those things come up, it, it's time to step back a little bit, take a little space for yourself, go within, connect with the divine, and start making that a priority. Start making that a priority. It's very interesting. I did a lot of these things last year. And, you know, I, for those that have been following my journey, last summer I, I came and landed in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, it was very interesting because I never wanted to deal with tornadoes. <laughs> and tornadoes season was here <laughs> as I stepped into here. So uh, you know, I had to really let go of a lot of things. But the more that I was blessed with what I had and I felt blessed with what I had and I kept my connection and I placed my connection as first over the material things, over having things, and I started focusing on the practical pieces in my life. We had tornadoes that hit around the area, but they hit, uh, for example, 30 miles away, or they hit six miles north of where my vehicle was sitting, touch where I was. And that's an example of what can happen when you start working with these different pieces of the code, when you start working with this code energy, is it becomes your natural defense. It becomes your natural realm of protection uh, because it's only going to be in that connection that we can be fully protected, so to say. So we really do want to pay attention to these things. Now, when we look at weather extremes, weather extremes, we already know about the turbulence from weather alone, but when we add the extremes to it, the extremes are showing that we need to look to higher assistance. I mean, you see this message is coming up over and over again, right? <laughs> turbulence is saying, you got to look to higher assistance. And where is that? That's the divine. That's not a human thing. It's the divine. Um, that's the real power. And weather extremes are really about that strange fatality accent, accident pattern. When, when we have weather extremes that are going on and have been building, it, it's really warning us below if you don't take care of things in the world, that this is going to be it. You know, <laughs> we've heard of the so-called, you know, stories of the Earth's explosion. We've, we've known that this has happened with things like Lemuria. We've known that, uh, you know, there's been these, what they call the Venus effects and various other things, where the extremes go to a point where they're not going to turn back. And so all of these things are showing us right now we still have that potential, but it's going to take an internal process. It's not just the physical outside. We've got to do the physical outside too, but it's an internal process that we have to shift in ourselves through our own decision to make a difference. So weather extremes are really going to drive that home. And when we look at weather extremes in 2016, it's also going to be showing us, it's also going to become kind of a, what do I want to say, like a balancing 
factor in a sense because it's going to show us where lessons have been learned. And that's going to be an interesting code pattern. So some of the big extreme places are where people are going to finish learning lessons that they have to learn. It's going to be where we're going to see a shift and great wisdom starting to emerge. So that's going to be an interesting piece to watch as we move forward this year. Um, so that's almost like a, if we want to say karma cleared, uh, that's going to happen where we see the extreme. And, and that can get quite interesting. Now, we know that one of the big things that have been coming up more and more, well, before I jump into that, Severe weather, if we look at severe weather versus ex weather extremes or extreme weather um, and, and extreme weather actually for us is showing us that we're not being realistically enough. We're not, we're not grounding our energy here on Earth. We're doing kind of a flight aspect of trying to, to flight to the divine and not, not following through with the earthly part that we're living in. So that's another piece, and that's and and um, what I want to say: extreme weather, as opposed to weather extreme. Uh, when we when we get that terminology, is about telling us we need a new beginning. We need to start over, and you know, really, it's it's as a collective human race, it's saying, okay, come on, start over, get back to <laughs> get back to the foundation, you know, get back to the core which is, again, internal versus external. Get back to some of those basics. Now, severe weather, severe weather is telling us that we have a material spiritual conflict going on in the world. It's telling us that we're, we need to find balance between the divine and the earthly realm. And when we do that, you know, we know we can create heaven on earth. But when we are sitting there and we're saying, I can only have one or the other, you know, and, and we're filling this pool because of that big programming comes in and it's pulling you and it's saying, oh, but, you know, you can't do the spiritual piece because you do the spiritual piece, you're not going to have enough money or things like that. And it leads us down all these little rabbit holes of deception, if you want to say that. But the severe weather is an interesting piece then because then when we look at it in 2016, severe weather is going to, again, be about a balancing factor, and that is going to be where we see power emerging. That is going to be the region where we see severe weather versus extreme weather coming into their power, and they're going to have a stronger influence um, in the world than, say, some other regions in the world. Now, a couple of the big weather-type things that people hear about all the time, uh, I will touch on, and, and we have two big factors. We have global warming, and global warming is an interesting piece because global warming is a big sign to force us, you know, again, it, it this keeps looping back around, keeps looping back around. But global warming actually plays in with big 
um, judgment, if you want to say that. Uh, It's aligned with judgment time. So if we want to look into the prophecies, like the biblical prophecies or some of the spiritual prophecies out there, um, you know, global warming is, is like what they refer to as that judgment period, the apocalyptic period of things. And really, when we look at what the judgment is, it really is the awakening. It's our time to wake up and get to action, to be operating with purpose, not worldly success, not focusing on the worldly success. And what's going to happen is our worldly stuff is going to start shutting down and we're going to have hindrances to the plan. We think we have all this great stuff, right, with Internet. I'm broadcasting over the Internet right now. have phones, cell phones, things like that. Well, guess what? Global warming will start shutting that down. Unless, unless we get back to purpose and we get our focus off of worldly success. Who cares if you're the best of this or the best of that? It doesn't matter. What matters is what you're doing, who you are, what you're connecting with. That's what matters. And so in this pattern of global warming, one of the big pieces that we find is that you must develop the spiritual. That's a requirement that is a piece of global warming. And that is a part of becoming global, is to develop the spiritual. There's no more choice anymore. So whatever it takes to get you to develop the spiritual is what's going to go down. So we have a choice. We can choose (laughs) to stop, start living by divine and spiritual principles, or we're going to start having all this stuff collapse. And then, you know, all these great technologies of pushing this button and that button, guess what? Gone, out the window. It's going to collapse. But so will our communication. And that's why we need to get back to some of the face-to-face communication with each other. We need to get back to actually really, truly talking and communicating. I mean, I, I go places now and I see everybody just on the cell phone and boom, 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 and everybody's isolated in a crowd. And they have no clue what's going on. Well, imagine if you took all those cell phones and computers away. We lived without them before. We're not going to die without them. It's just saying we need to redirect our focus right now. That's what global warming is about. Now, when we look at this in relation to 2016, it's a really huge turning point because we have two aspects that can happen. We choose to start to make this shift, we can start getting that advancement in things. Fortunately, what global warming does is it favors our military and our leaders as well. It favors those in command in a lot of ways. And in 2016, Global warming, guess what? It's going to work in their favor. Unless we develop the spiritual. It creates a lot of threat to so-called enemy, as we would say. Um, That's the energy pattern that it runs on. 
and that creates a lot of, it's self-sabotaging is what it is. Global warming is self-sabotaging uh, on many levels. And it's a turning point this year that if we all just throw our hands up and go, eh, I'm not going to go spiritual, and the bulk of the people do that, we're going to head down a road that we probably can't turn back to. Probably our self-sabotaging at that point. And that's why we're seeing so many souls leave the earth right now. That's why we're seeing so many things come around. Now, another big pattern that we have that has gone on for a long, long time is the El Nino pattern. And the El Nino is really, again, it's about going deep within yourself and learning how to find such spiritual material balance. Instead of having it be a conflict for you, instead of being torn in these different directions, it's about finding that balance. And again, taking responsibility. El Nino is all about how are we being responsible in the world? Are we being responsible or not? Is our greed, is our glutton, you know, overpowering us? We waste so much food in this world, for example, especially in America. We waste a ton of food, okay? Because we're greedy about it's got to be this, it's got to be the choices that it's blah, 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 right? And we're doing all this greeting specifically for food and things like that. Now, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole vegetarian, vegan, or any of that talk today, but it's something for us to pay attention to when we're living in this excess. We're using up resources. What it takes to feed the animals is is excessive. It's stripping our earth. We're not being responsible. We've gone too far in these different directions. We need to go in other directions. And we need to start looking at what do we need to do to replenish the earth right now. And I'm going to get more into earth things in another show in about a month. But when we look at it with weather patterns, that's what it's telling us. We've got to take care of the earth because the whole atmosphere is responding to all those metals and those minerals and things that are happening in the earth and the nutrients that it has and how many trees we have and how much vegetation we have, all of us, how much it rains or how hot it is or all these other things that are going on. Okay, They're all operating off of vibration. And when we're running around all stressed out because we can't pay our bills, then we start creating all these extremes. If we start getting responsible and saying, okay, you know, let's taper this off, let's taper that off, let's pay this off, let's let's focus this direction and, you know, do without some of these extras, that doesn't mean you're suffering. And then you get in and you find the peace, peace being P-E-A-C-E within and again, we start to see things settle down. So we have so much more influence over things than we're led to believe a lot of times with things. Now, I do, you know, and I'm noticing I'm watching my time because, man, I get I get rolling on these things. <laughs> and, and I can just go and go and go, and then the time gets away from me before I realize it. But th- I wanted to give you some of those foundational pieces. And, you know, there's so many different weather patterns that we have. So I kind of took some of the, the top ten, but there's there's various components that we have at play. 
So, for example, when we have a weather system and it's flowing through a certain way, and you're in a path and it's flowing, and we watch, right? If you go on the Weather Channel and you watch, and it's got the little waves and it's going up on this part of the country and down on that part of the country, and so one part of the country is going from north to south, another part is going from south to north and things like that. It's, it's important always to take these things into account because those directions tell us different things, uh, whether it's flowing from the north, the south, the east, the west, the northwest, the northeast, the southeast, the southwest, all give us information in patterns. Whether something that's happening in its normal season or out of season. You know, when we're getting 80-degree temperatures in an area that normally gets snow in December, we've got something happening out of season, right? Um, these are other things that, that are key points. The, the actual city, the actual location that something happens, and then what is happening uh, in that process. And, and these things all play in to insight of how things are shifting and moving for us to consider and to take a look at. So, for example, 2016, one of the things we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of things magnified in what they naturally are. So if something naturally is a sign of blessing and things like that, then that's going to be magnified. If something is a sign of upheaval and destruction and stepping away from the material world and getting more internal in our processes, then that's going to be magnified this year. We can expect some of these things it takes time sometimes for things to balance things out, but again, that comes back to us. How many people choose to shift and change how quickly? And, and that's where it really came, comes down to. That's, that's where I love to see some of these things where it's like, you know, a world love day and everybody stops and they focus on love. Well, yeah, kind of that's great to have, but we kind of need to be doing that consistently instead of, you know, spending five minutes a day meditating, now that's certainly better than none, <laughs> we need to be offering up more time to our meditational and our spiritual practices. And the more we do that, we're going to find a couple of things. The less we're wrapped up in the material world, the more we feel our own power and the divine energy flowing through us, the more fulfilling our lives become. And, and it all just keeps cascading in this beautiful direction, right? So, so looking at some of these things, let's take a look, for example, because tornadoes is one of the things I wanted to take a look at. We actually have um, tornadoes actually ironically is not necessarily in the top 10, believe it or not, <laughs> of weather patterns and natural disasters. And, and I find that kind of ironic because it seems like that's what we've been hearing so much about, right? Um, is, is weather patterns, or is tornadoes. And when we look at tornadoes, the tornado energy is all about deception. You know, the tornado energy is all about telling us, hey, you're either operating in a space that lacks integrity as the deceiver, or there is a lot, a lot of deception happening in this world. And we need to get back to it. And there's going to be trials and tribulations 
until we, we step out of that as long as we choose and see the deception. Um, and it's not hard for us to see it. It's getting exposed everywhere, you know, the deception that's there. And, and, and people, when they get in desperation, they start working these deceptive plans and things like that. And, and we've got to be very careful of that because it's very easy to justify things. It's very easy to say, yeah, but this also does this and that, and, and, and it's okay because they have an excess of money or this or that. No, I don't care whether somebody has a million dollars or a penny. It's not okay to treat them poorly, for example. It's not okay to be less compassionate for one than the other. They're just in different realms and different aspects there. So these are things we have to pay attention to because tornadoes, whether they want to put it in the top ten or not, that's what they're promoting on the news. And so if that's being promoted a lot on the news, if that's coming up a lot, we're hearing tornadoes, for example, in Waverly, Virginia. Look at all the tornadoes that have been hitting Texas in winter, no less, which is kind of an unusual time for a tornado to go blowing through is when you've got snow and things happening. It's not a combination to bring together. Uh, but it's telling us, hey, hello, wake up. There's a lot of deception happening in this region. There's a lot of deception that's happening in the world, and you better wake up and figure out who's doing that and step back until you can figure it out if you need to in there. Uh, so, so that's a big thing. Since it's being promoted through the media, it's almost like, you know, the elite or whoever you want to say is governing them, uh, whether we talk elite or Illuminati or any of those groups. It's flat out saying, look, we're deceiving you. And you're buying it. Pretty interesting connection, right? Very interesting connection. Now, if we look at the top 10, starting with number 10, we have floods, flood or floods. And floods are a source of, of power. They, they can be divine power, or again, they can be great deception. And we've been seeing a lot of floods that come through. Um, when we look at how something codes, you know, really we're looking at, like I said, we're looking at directions things are coming in. What is hitting? Is it, a, is it in season or not in season? That kind of tells us to whether it's a favorable or non-favorable thing. And also um, the city that it's happening in, the directions that are involved in it, the elements that are involved. So we have a lot of different pieces that we actually look at when you know, if we're going to grab a specific message, you know, you actually get down to things. For example, tornadoes in Waverly, Virginia. Uh, tornado energy being deception. Um, deception happening. Waverly, Virginia deals with really, it tends to draw some wiser people there. Um, it deals with some wisdom and energy, some people who really are living a more purpose-focused life where there's a more purpose-focused energy there. And so you have deception hitting purpose-focused energy, <laughs> in a sense, uh, with this. And you've got um, deception that is making an attack, so to say, on divine energy or 
or what it feels can allow people to become independent or um, self-thinkers, which, of course, as we know, when people become self-thinkers, they're not controlled by programs. So, you know, that, that of course, is a, is a factor there. So we see that together. Now, when we bring the whole component together of tornadoes in Waverly, Virginia, now, granted, I didn't have the actual directions of how the tornado flowed through, but when we look at that energy there, we then get this connection of, you know, again, two different components. It's, a, it's, a, it's like the energy is saying there's a direct attack on divine energy right now coming from those who are deceiving. And it is showing us also an aspect of when we have that kind of attack, there's going to be, you know, again, strange accidents and fatalities, which may not actually be an accident because of what hit. You know, now if it had been some other natural disaster instead of a tornado, for example, um, then you know it would be a different it would be a different scenario, so to say. Um, you know, we would be we would be looking at some different things. This energy also is telling um, coming together in a way that is about bringing in focus. So the big message to that region of self-focus, self-focus, self-focus. It's a big message to that region to also say, you know, look, there's got to be suffering and anxiety if you're going to live in the divine. So we have to make sure we're not buying that deception. (laughs) You know, we have to make sure and say, no, I know a tornado just hit, but... I'm not suffering, and I'm not going to live in this anxiety and and flip it around. And it's a whole new way of being, in a sense. It's a whole evolved way of being when we start to shift our thinking this way and make make this shift of focus and to say, no, this is a sign of deception. And the only way I'm going to end up in suffering and mental anxiety is if I buy into the deception. So that's literally what we have coming out of this tornado in Waverly, Virginia, for example. Big thing. So let's look at our top ten. What are our top ten natural disasters? We have floods is number ten. Windstorms is number nine. Epidemics is number eight. I think I did this correctly. I might have flipped them around, actually. I take that back. Let me re- let me reverse. Number 10 was insect infestation. Number 9 was volcanoes. Number 8 is wildfires. Number 7 is extreme temperatures. Number 6 is landslides. Number 5 is droughts. Number four is earthquakes. Number three is epidemics. Number three is epidemics. Number two is windstorms. And number one is flood. That's 
got to tell us something, right? <laughs> it's totally got to tell us something. And when we look at this, there are two that really jumped out at me for 2016, and that's epidemics and a strap. And I think we're going to see those rise. And we're already seeing epidemics rise. Uh, you know, we, we've had huge outbreaks around here. You know, we've seen more outbreaks of the avian flu. We're seeing more viruses end up in food. We're, um, we're seeing there was another, there's another big one that um, just came out that's kind of like mosquito-based, not the West Nile that we've had around for a while, but another one that's coming out through that meme. Um, epidemics and droughts are going to be the nasty ones. So what does that tell us? If epidemics are going to be the big ones we have to watch for and droughts are going to be the big ones that we have to watch out for, well, okay, on our practical level, that tells us we need to really take care of our health, right? We need to really learn how to properly hydrate. And if you don't know about that, you may want to check out using, for example, sea salt and water, which is, allows the body to cellular hydrate. Um, properly, uh, that that's an option there. These two things, because I see them being the big messages in 2016, for example, we're going to um, see them coming around. Epidemics are going to really drive home learning lessons. They're really going to be about you got to get it. And, and what's going to happen with epidemics, what we know with that is that wipes out massive amounts of people. Now, we can certainly see this as a genocide factor in some countries. We can, you know, from, from the elite and Illuminati, if that's the realm that you follow, um, that epidemics, you know, are oftentimes initiated that way. But, uh, you know, here again, it's like massive karma cleansing in some senses. Um, we're also going to find that epidemic factor is about getting us to refocus on the, the big spiritual lessons that we don't know if we have tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to see somebody at the end of the day or not. And we need to start living and treating people as if we have that moment and that moment only. And in essence, that's all we really do have. So it's a big thing for us to pay attention to on that. Now, another aspect when we look at drought, droughts being a big factor this year, this is really going to drive home also that energy of lessons learned as well as needing to set aside material excess by choice. I'm not saying make yourself special and deprived, but I'm saying get back to what's real with things, okay? Uh, floods are probably going to be another big piece that we have come in with things, and with floods, we're going to, uh, that can help us step into our power in one sense. If it's an isolated flood in an area, you know, it's going to drive home the whole aspect of, of stepping into the spiritual realm. Now, a couple of things that I see coming through that we're going to be finding is hot weather. Where we have really hot weather, 
is going to be having more of the kind of strange accident energy happening in some senses. Um, that is going to be some of the growth areas that we see happening uh, for ourselves. Those areas with humidity are going to be really needing to get back to the practical basics of things. Um, lightning is going to be another big thing. We'll probably see a lot of lightning strikes happening this year, and that is warning us to get practical, get independent, make our own decisions, and that you can see where the patterns are all sitting pretty much right now on things. Uh, monsoon, soon energy um, for the regions that deal with that, uh, also probably going to hit pretty hard this year when we look at their, their components. Uh, we've got an energy that will actually be about, uh, again, high deception. Where we have a bad monsoon area, we've got to pay attention to the deception levels that are there. It just really, and this is why we can see weather being such a great indicator of what's happening. Uh, it can really give us that major insight of what's happening uh, for ourselves and, and to wake up and say, hey, there's high deception around here. Or this is the area that's growing and this is the area that's evolving right now. Uh, big, big, big pieces there. Uh, again, areas that we have heavy snowstorms that are going on. Uh, that's going to be another area where we're probably going to have a lot more military influence or government influence could be going on. Uh, we're going to have to be very careful of uh, some of the just basic mist or misty weather. Sometimes, you know, we, we take something for granted, and, and that's the thing. We want to be thinking with the, some of these, you know, strange accident pattern frames, leave ourselves extra time. When you see weather patterns coming in, I'm not talking just the practical aspect of, hey, there's some rain coming in, or there might be a monsoon or something like that, <laughs> you know. We really want to look at the pieces of, okay, this is coming in. I need to err on the side of caution. I need to let myself be prepared. I need to not go out in this weather right now. I need to hold off and wait until the past type of thing. We need to give ourselves the extra time going places. Um, sounds like really basic stuff, but it's a really important, important stuff for us to stay on top of. Um, volcanoes, when we see volcanic eruption this year, that's another piece that is going to lead us back and it's going to be where materialism is going to show us where materialism has become too strong and it's too evident and it's going to be wiped out uh, that way. Uh, the hot Region, it's very interesting that hot comes up in this year that I talked about being such a big kind of judgment year and a year of us really needing to make our decisions of which where we're going to put our energy, where we're going to feed our focus, which which uh, tiger are we going to feed as, as the philosophy goes, right? Uh, because in the, a lot of the prophecies, it says, the, you know, of course, the next big act so to say, would be that of fire. 
or flame uh, going on, and that results from too much heat, right? And that can that can definitely concur with the global warming thought. And so, you know, that's that's where that really plays into factor. But our hot regions are going to be particularly hit this year, and we want to keep an eye on them because hot regions uh, this year is going to bring in, you know, again, this this is going to be a transformational area. It will be a completion area. It will be an area where they're going to finally get it, and they're they're probably going to go through. For a lot of people, sadly, it takes a lot of devastation before they get their lessons. Now, those that get their lessons on their own and get proactive and choose and, and conscious and go, okay, I'm I'm going to get this lesson down <laughs> by my own accord. I'm not going to wait for the disaster to hit before I get the lesson. Those are the people that really aren't going to be suffering through things. Um, those are the people that won't be as affected or you know, won't be harmed or then, you know, go through the risk factors or have as much taken from them uh, when things happen or those will be the ones that will be kept safe uh, along the way. Again, if we play this into a prophecy factor and we look at the aspect of 10% shall be saved, well, why would 10% be saved in time? It would be because only 10% choose consciously learn their lesson would be the thing. So hot regions is something that we're really going to want to to keep our eye on. Um, Another piece that we're going to have coming up that's going to be expanding a lot in 2016 is we're going to see a lot more thunder snows going on. Now, a couple of people I remember on the East Coast telling me, we had thunder snow. I've heard of thunder snow, but I've never experienced thunder snow. It's really bizarre. <laughs> well, that happened this year on the East Coast, as a matter of fact. And the East Coast is actually one of the regions that is most likely to experience strange weather and natural disasters in 2016. They will most likely, as far as the United States go, be one of the hardest hit, or eastern regions, I should say, what we refer to as the heat will be probably some of the hardest hits. Um, again, and we've seen this pattern for a couple of years, but here again, it's the way the codes play together. You know, this particular year. Now, another year, same weather patterns coming through could have a different meaning going on. So we have all of these little little components that are playing in um, to play. And again, you know, we will see these shifts and these changes with people uh, evolving and growing. Let's let's take a look at uh, Colorado, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in Colorado overall. They had a couple of big floods. It sucked up a lot of the healing energy that was already there in Colorado, and we now have a huge realm of healers. And, and people moving into the Colorado region, well, they're, they're going to be experiencing some different pieces of having to face that material spiritual balance piece in there. Now, if they can stay on the spiritual side and keep the heart energy, because they have a natural heart energy, as does Hawaii, for example, have a natural heart energy to it, then 
they are going to become a great power source. And we're going to see very few natural disasters hitting those places. Now, on the other hand, if they start to get very capitalistic and get the people moving in and it's all about money, 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 what are you going to pay me? We're going to see them having issues again. So, so we can definitely tell even just where things are hitting, uh, you know, what's going on. Now, one of the things you heard me mention earlier in the show was about the farmer's almanac. And, and I'm in a region that's a lot of farmland. When we talk about the Midwest and the Midwestern states or the mid-states, there's a lot of farm region there. And one of the, the phenomenons that we have is tornadoes that roll through the mid-United States. And that phenomenon is called Tornado Alley because it's like one tornado after another will roll through. Um, it could start. As early as March, you know, usually they say April, May, it's usually as the weather is starting to warm up a little bit and come in and we see these these blendings of weather patterns where the hot and the cold get in and mix and things like that. But what's very interesting is always at a given time of year, particularly our spring and our summer seasons, we see this weather pattern of tornadoes that move from the southwest to the northeast, all the way up the country. And we can say, well, that's weather pattern mixing. But why would, you know, we want to take a look and say, okay, well, what is the message that's happening from that? Now, Tornado Alley in and of itself has an energy that is about commanding power. It is about taking control. Um, it's about being in charge. It's about operating with wisdom and the opportunity to be all-powerful. So that tells us, you know, we talk about the heartland in the middle of the United States. It does actually have that ability to be all-powerful and to be that center core that the rest can evolve around. And when you look at the farmland, of course, without the produce and things like that, then a lot of the other rest of the country isn't making it (laughs) because they're getting their food sources from around this region. So then when we start to look at this combination of uh, tornadoes, which we know is that disruptive, deceptive energy, and we see it going from the southwest, which is all about upheaval and revolutionary energy, and it's all about, you know, what might not be favorable for the future. And then it heads towards the northeast, which is all, all about, again, stepping into this aspect of authority and command and power and working creatively and what can create a harvest for it. So we're actually going from starting in a frame of what is not favorable to growing into a beautiful harvest. So Tornado Alley, when we just look at that pattern, that natural line is about moving us from a disruptive, you know, dead-end path, if you want to say, to this beautiful 
energy of harvest and abundance in our world. Now, when we get tornadoes rolling through there, we now bring in a whole nother dynamic in there, which shows us that we have um, coming into play a lot of heart-centered energy, which shows success and health. And when tornadoes roll through there, this is where um, a lot of divine energy comes in. This is where we talk about um, Christ consciousness energy coming in. And, and that, of course, can get very distorted with a lot of other things. But it comes together with there's actually an aspect of the tornadoes that help with the success of the land. And it helps with the harvest that rolls through. Very interesting phenomenon. Not only favorable for humans, <laughs> right, but definitely favorable um, from just a basic aspect. Now, that's really turning something that is all this deceptive energy into a successful harvest. And, and here again, that's showing us, okay, take the deception. Be careful that you're not just placing your money into power sources. Now, when we get massive amounts of tornadoes running through, we also have to be careful because that plays into the aspect of watch where you're getting your support from, a.k.a. watch about getting too much support, say, from the government because they're not going to be in the best interest of keeping the land or they're not going to be in the best interest of your personal harvest. <laughs> they want to do their own things, and we're seeing a lot of this where, where landowners have been taken advantage of by putting up the wind um, towers and things like that, which are incredibly disruptive to the land. whole other thing I should probably take a look at <laughs> in one of the shows. Um, but, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Now, when we bring this into play with 2016, it's going to be a very interesting piece because it wraps us right back around to where this region is really going to have to start thinking for themselves because they're going to realize that where they've been getting their support is not actually supporting them. And they're going to have to get back to being more independent. Now, what is this going to bring out? This is probably going to favor communities that are more, say, Amish-based, for example. And it's just a thought. It's just a thought there that will favor some of the more Amish-based communities because, and I say this because they're already used to a simpler lifestyle. They already see a value in the land. It's also going to favor a lot in our Native American cultures. Um, you know, around here we have a lot of Lakota energy. We have Cherokee energy around here. Um, among many other Native American tribes or, or Native Indian tribes here. And uh, when we look at these pieces, these are people who know how to live off the land. They, they know the value of holding land and not selling out and not allowing these things to come on for, you know, so-called energy, uh, wind tunnels, energy power, solar power things coming on because they know how disruptive it is. They know it's killing off animal force. 
They know it's destroying the minerals in the earth, and they know all of these pieces, and they live by the sacredness of the earth under their feet. So when we look at some of these pieces, we really want to keep this in mind because 2016, some of these people are going to have to get back to some of the the areas. They're going to find out where they've been deceived, and, and it may or may not hit the news big. It depends on whether that, that elite grouping or, you know, the, the powers that, uh, you know, have a lot of money in the world, so to say, uh, want it out there or not. Uh, but I think that we're also going to see a lot of that come out where farmers have been deceived in this region. And I think that a lot of that is going to start to surface and we're going to start to see um, people going back to some of the more so-called old-fashioned techniques or, or you know, hand working things more or holding on to that and shifting their perspective in some of the um, pieces along here. And it will be in that whole tornado alley region in particular with it. So lots of fascinating information. And my time is just <laughs> running away and running away here as it, as it tends to do when I get to talking. And I, you know, there's so many pieces that I haven't even begun to cover you know, that, that we look at when we look at things that have been happening around the world, windstorms in Punaka, Bhutan, and um, severe weather in Bangladesh, and, you know, tremors in Kathmandu Valley near uh, Kurdipur, and landslides in Nepal around uh, Mount Annapurna uh, at the base there, massive sinkholes happening in Nordhausen, Germany, uh, Bushfires happening in Tasmania, the cyclones hitting uh, Fiji, floods in the UK, you know, um, Scotland, the Scotland High, the Scottish Highlands are having avalanches. Um, Christchurch with its continuous earthquakes, and of course, you know, that area with the earthquake factor there, a big piece of that is really waking them up also to the spiritual processes and really is is going to bring them around and letting them know, you know, you're going to have to make decisions. Are you going to turn your power over to government or are you going to turn your power over to divine energy and, and heart energy? And, you know, it's up to us. Um, so a lot of that's coming out, the coronal holes in our solar system, dealing with the solar wind, uh, definitely a huge uh, sign that that energy alone is is all about our own self-destruction, and that's where we got to wake up. You know, that is telling us self-destruction right there. As we shift that around, it also tells us if we make the shift on this planet and on this earth that we can have great success and we can have an incredible life here. And, you know, we can have just wonderful, wonderful experiences. So, some really big pieces here. I want to take just a couple of minutes for us to take a couple of deep breaths because these are intense things to talk about. They're intense things to think about. And I don't want us to end our show with worrying about things because that's not what they're here to do. They're not here to put us in fear. They're not here to worry us about things. We shouldn't be living in panic and fear about natural disasters. Um, 
we're here to remember that, you know, this is God energy and this is divine energy and this is universal energy showing us where we need to make our corrections. It's giving us a chance to change course. And it's helping us to understand what we're doing that we're not looking at in ourselves as a collective human race. And it's reminding us that it's always up to us. But with a little compassion in the world and with redirecting our attention towards compassion, and that will help us shift these patterns and get out of these extremes. And back to a normal, so-called normal, we'll pull four seasons um, to wrap around where we really find the balance and the harmony and we really can see the beauty in each season and not just be weighed in one or the other. So let's take a couple of minutes here before we close out the show. and Everybody just kind of take a big, deep breath, okay? And a really good exhale. And another really big, deep breath. And another really big, deep exhale. And I want you to stop. And I want you to find in yourself love in this moment. And to think for just a moment, what if I didn't have the trees tomorrow? What if I didn't have particular season tomorrow? What if the earth wasn't here tomorrow? Experiencing a lot of things. What if all of it stopped and didn't exist? And to find in yourself an appreciation for what these weather patterns and natural disasters are trying to tell us as a collective. What are they beckoning us to do? And to have compassion and to stop and to focus for a moment and say, you know what? Whatever the differences I've had with somebody in this world, whatever the programming is that I have been given in this world, I choose from this moment forth to be in compassion. I choose from this moment forth to live in this heart-centered state. And I'm in deep gratitude that we have this external visual to show us where we're at. And that I'm choosing to send love out to everybody, no matter who they are. Because I know when loving energy envelops somebody, no matter who they are, that it's going to remind them of divine connection. And the more people that remember divine connection, and the more people that feel its pure presence, more people that will choose that thing. And just 
feel that loving energy melting away the deception, melting away the distortion, melting away the anger, melting away the greed and the gluttony. And as it melts that away, feel that balance being restored. That balance where there is rest and there is peace in winter and there is blossoming and there is blooming in spring and there is warmth in summer. And we get to experience some of the most amazing simple things be it fireflies, sitting on the beach at night, depending on what your terrain is, beautiful skies, and then the shifting and the harvest and everything coming forth and this abundance in the fall. The leaves start to fall and let go so that it can grow from this. And just like all of Earth is going through that growth, so are we. I'm thinking it's all about this moment. And it's moment to moment, we just constantly choose love. And we constantly choose compassion. And we constantly treat everybody and everything in our life as if this is the only moment to have. With it. And we can feel really blessed. And just feel that love radiating from you outward. And another deep breath. Peace is possible in this world. And we're going to see it through our weather patterns and what happens in regards to natural disasters. But it takes us getting calm in our hearts and don't feel like it doesn't make a difference with you because it does. Because when you're there, other people are going to see it and other people will be there too because they'll see it in you. And we do have the power to change. I don't care what everything out there says. I do know about the power of love and compassion. And that, too, repeatedly comes up in our prophecies. And it is with compassion that this change can happen. And how fast it happens? All about the momentum we build up person by person, getting on board with being compassion. It's all about each and every one of us. And it's all about us giving more time and more focus, even when we don't have a lot of time, giving more focus to being compassionate with ourselves, with others, situations, with the world. We've covered a lot of territory today, and you know I really appreciate everybody's time in this and taking the time to tune in and to learn and to develop yourself so that you can become aware, so that you can be a catalyst for helping to create some balance, and that you can be a catalyst for 
some amazing experiences because weather can be amazing when it's south. And natural disasters can even create good things for us and give us some opportunities we wouldn't have. But they don't have to destroy lives either. It's important to know what they're telling us. So that being said, next week on the show, I have a very interesting guest. Uh, Holly Hallowell, also known as Anahata, is coming on, and she's going to be sharing her work in code, which is just really wonderful work she works with. Uh, a different type of code than I do, and um, she does various healing work and manifestation work and breaking through things, and she's going to explain all of that to you. Um, she works with being able to energetically infuse the codes of plants and gemstones and all kinds of things forward for us to help us in our lives. And this is really amazing work that she's doing, really, really incredible what she's bringing forth because it allows us to have that low impact, you know, without having to go out and actually pluck the plant and ingest it um, and to still get its benefits, for example, through it. So you're going to want to tune in and see what she's got to say and what she's doing and learn about her work. And that's going to be exciting. And then my books on relationships, of course, are out. You can learn about all of my books. Uh, that are available and out there um, through my website, Jesse and Nichols George. You'll also find monthly videos there. You'll find ways to connect with me there. You'll find my monthly special there. Uh, this month's special, by the way, is if you get code interpretation work done, you'll receive a free copy of my ebook, Activating Compassion and Activating Compassion, the workbook. If you happen to already have a copy of those, then I will happily gift that um, you know, to somebody else, if you'd like to give your your eco copies but as a gift to somebody, we can do that. Or if you, you know, we can maybe work something else out. So we'll talk about it if you do already have a copy of it and you'd like to take advantage of that monthly special. Um, also, if you'd like to find out about the collaborative work that I've done, Embraced by the Divine, you can do that through the embracedbythedivine.com website. So you've got that. Um, also to check out, and then don't forget, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe consistently. Tuesday night, Susan Weed is here with us every week. Talks about herbs and natural plants. It's only a half-hour show, but, man, she packs it, and it's great. Um, oftentimes, Wednesday nights, we have our flagship show. Daniel Denise uh, comes on the show. Sometimes we have Darren Becker popping in. Um, so every now and then, Kevin Baird comes on and does something with his new companion. We're going to be having more shows coming through that will be like monthly shows. They'll come on once a week. Janice has been running her show, um, uh, Reflections and Rhythm, and I'm going to be an upcoming guest on her show in about a week and a half, so you'll want to watch all that and you'll get to hear more about my code work and how that works and what I'm doing with that, so um, that will be exciting thing. This is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today, and Thank you to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live on Penn, known as Fair Encounters Network, StreamFinder, and Talk Stream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of our show. I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archive. And I'm going to leave you today with the song Yearning For, also known as Over and Over. It's by Shem Shai. And again, you can check out their work 
www.shemshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And if I could be what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind. And to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel And we are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the two Caught in a balance of sun and moon
Your spirit, your heart is still yearning for over and over. 